Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. I'm your host, Joel McLaughlin, and today we're going to talk about the 1981 classic, Frogger. Hello and welcome. Uh, 1981 was a great year. Lots of video games out this year, but one of the most popular video games of the year was the Konami classic Frogger. Uh, Frogger was released in 1981 by the game developer Konami from Japan. Uh, it was released in Japan on June 5th, 1981 and in North America of October 23rd, 1981. And the European Union Day didn't get it till August 6th, 1982. The object of the, the game is to guide a frog to each of the empty frog homes at the top of the screen. The game starts with three, five, or seven frogs, depending on the settings used by the operator. Losing them all ends the game. The only player control is a four-direction joystick used to navigate the frog. Each push in the direction causes the frog to hop once in that direction. Frogger is either single player or two players alternating. What can be said about this game? This is one of the games that... Uh, Probably appealed to more than just guys, for sure, because it really, I mean, it wasn't shooting anything, it wasn't uh, shooting space invaders or anything like that. It was just a cute little frog, and you wanted to save the frog. <laughs> um, the uh, cool thing about the game was the graphics were pretty decent for 1981, uh, full color graphics, um, really uh I mean, you really—it really looked like the logs in the in the in the stream really looked like the stream, and the cars and trucks really looked like an overhead view of cars and trucks. And uh, that's that's actually how the board was laid out. The very first section of the screen was uh, a street where there's these oncoming cars and trucks uh, going down the road, and then uh, at the top of the screen was a stream of water which had logs and turtles that would go up and down as well as the occasional alligator that would come and eat Frogger, all right? The um, one thing that everyone recognizes when they first think about Frogger is what I started the show with, uh, which is the uh, opening tune, is a Japanese children's song called Inu no Omawari-san, the dog policeman is the English translation. Uh, other Japanese tunes that are played during the gameplay Include themes to the anime Hana no Konlulun, I think that's how you say it, and Rascal the Raccoon. The American release kept the opening song intact and added Yankee Doodle somewhere in the game. I don't even remember that, but um, so uh, that was the main arcade game. As we go into our next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about. Um, some of the uh, ports, but before we go on, let's talk about a little bit about the scoring. Every step forward, uh, every time your frog went forward towards the top of the screen, you got 10 points. Every frog arriving safely ho at home scores 50 points. 10 points are also awarded per each unused half second of time. Guiding a lady frog home or eating a fly scores 200 points each. When all five frogs reach home, to end the level, the player earns a thousand points. A single bonus frog is twenty thousand points. 
9,990 points is the maximum high score that can be achieved on the original arcade cabinet. Players may exceed this score, but the game only keeps the last five digits. Sega Gremlin was skeptical about Frogger's earning potential. It, this is because no other company licensed the game. Also, earlier the earlier game called Frogs that was developed in-house also involved Frogs had flopped, and I believe the, the that Eliminator would be their next best hit. We'll have to talk about that uh, in a future show. Elizabeth Faulkner, a market researcher at Sega Gremlin, was tasked by Frank Fogelman, the founder of Gremlin, to check Gremlin's library of video presentations to see if there's anything worth licensing. It was here that Falconer stumbled across Frogger. Falconer later asked her bosses if the game had been reviewed, and it was here that she learned that Gremlin was not willing to take a chance in the game because they felt that the basic game, the game, that its basic gameplay and key presentation would not make the game sell well. Despite this, Falconer thought the game deserved a chance. Requested licensing window of about 90 days so that some prototypes can be play tested. She was told her request would be granted if she can convince Gremlin's management. On the day she was going to present her pitch to for Frogger, she was met with executives from Paramount, a company owned by the same company that owned Sega Gremlin. Falconer opened by passing out booklets she made that highlighted Frogger's gameplay and sales potential, and one of the executives, Jack Cameron Gordon, had tossed a booklet at her and stated that Frogger had already been rejected because it was a woman and kids came. Uh, Falconer replied by speculating that executives were among those who turned down Pac-Man, a comment that made the room go quiet. After seeing the deflation and resistance, Falconer went on to explain why Frogger was appealing. The game plays easy, easily memorizable patterns. The game's aesthetic attractiveness and the catchy soundtrack were some of the reasons she used. She ended with a simple request, the opportunity to play test the prototype to gauge player reactions. The room went quiet, and one of the executives relented and told the group to let her have her <laughs> her GD kids game. Sega Gremlin agreed to pay Konami $3,500 a day for a 60-day licensing window. When the EPROMs for Frogger arrived from Japan and Falconer retrieved them, Gremlin's engineering department took them and used them to create a prototype for Frogger. Once it was completed, the prototype was taken to a bar in San Diego called called Spanky's Saloon, where it was playtested by mostly male audience. Gremlin agreed to commit Frogger if the game tested well at that bar. Gremlin's sales team was impressed with the amount of attention the game was getting, and it was all Sega Gremlin needed to convince buyers at the AMOA show in October of 1981. Distributors were sold on Frogger based on its test run in Spanky's alone. On the subject of appealing to a broader playbase at the time of Frogger's release, Jack Gordon, the director of the video game sales at Sega Gremlin, noted that the woman shied away from shoot 'em ups on the market and that games like Frogger filled the void. So let's go on in the next segment and talk about the ports for Frogger. <laughs> Welcome back. That was the little victory song that you get when you clear a board on Frogger. Frogger was ported in many contemporary home systems, several platforms capable of dissecting both ROM cartridges and magnetic media. So systems such as Commodore 64 received multiple versions of the game. Sierra Online gained magnetic media rights and sub-licensing, sub-licensed them 
to developers who publish for systems not normally supported by Sierra. Hortonsoft published the official TRS-80 slash Dragon32 port, Timex Sinclair, and what, <coughs> excuse me, Timex Sinclair 1000 and Timex Sinclair 2068 ports. Because of that, even Atari, the Atari 2600 received multiple releases. A cartridge and a cassette for the Supercharger uh, was also released for the Atari. Sierra released disc and or tape ports for the C64, Apple II, the original 128K Macintosh, IBM PC, Atari 2600 Supercharger, which we just mentioned, as well as the a cartridge version for the TRS-80 color computer. Parker Brothers received the license from Sega for the cartridge versions and produced cartridge ports of Frogger for the Atari 2600, Television, Atari 5200, ColecoVision, Atari 8-Bit Family, TI-99-4A, VIC-20, and the Commodore 64. Parker Brothers spent $10 million on advertising Frogger and sold 3 million cartridges and was the company's most successful first-year product, beating sales and revenues from its previous bestseller, Merlin. Coleco released a standalone mini-arcade tabletop version, which we need to talk about those versions in a later show, uh, of Frogger, which, along with Pac-Man, Galaxian, and Donkey Kong, sold 3 million units combined. Frogger was ported to the 1983 Gakken Compact TV Vision TV Boy as one of the six launch titles. Uh, obviously, that was probably a Japan-only thing. Uh, Frogger was the reception of Frogger. It says it was seen as a game that had no age or gender barrier with its appeal and success resulted in the production of the title Stepping Up. Ed Driscoll reviewed the Atari VCS version of Frogger in Space Gamer number 58. Driscoll commented that all in all, if you liked the arcade version, this should have this should save you a lot of quarters. The price is in line with most cartridges and also proves Atari isn't the only one making home versions of the major arcade game for the VCS. Danny Goodman of Creative Computing, Video, and Arcade Games wrote in 1983 that the Atari 2600 version of Frogger is one of the most detailed translations he's seen, noting the addition of the wraparound screen. That's that's where um, uh, different like um, as things came from off went off one side, it came on the other side. So. I, I believe that it is. Sequels. Hasbro Interactive released Frogger, a vastly expanded remake of the original for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation in 97. Unlike the original, the game consisted of multiple levels, each different than the pre, pre, preceding one, and was a commercial success. The PC version alone selling nearly 1 million units in less than four months. In 1998, Hasbro released a series of ports for, for, uh, of the original game for the Sega Genesis Super NES GameCom, which is a little really crappy little handheld game, uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Each port featured the game with different graphics with Sega Genesis port featuring the same graphics as the original arcade game. The Sega Genesis and SNES versions <clears throat> were the last games released for those consoles in North America. Despite using the same box art, the ports are otherwise unrelated to the 97 remake. 2005, InfoSpace worked with Konami Digital Entertainment to create a mobile game Frogger for prizes in which players across the US, United States competed in multiplayer tournaments to win daily and weekly prizes. In 2006, the mobile game version of Frogger grossed over $10 million in the United States. A Java port of the game is also available. Java is a computer language, by that way. Um... In 
Oh, see, the Java port of the game is also available for compatible mobile phones. Uh, port of Frogger was released on Xbox Live Arcade for Xbox 360 in July of 2006. It was developed by Digital Eclipse and published by Konami. It has two new gameplay modes versus speed mode and co-op play. Some of the music, including the familiar Frogger theme, was removed from this version and replaced with other music. This version was included in a compilation of uh, called Konami Classics Volume 1. The original 1981 arcade version joined the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 arcade archives on December 12, 2019. A remake of the game has been announced for the for release exclusively for the new and television Amico. And the television Amico is a, is a uh, similar to the Atari um, system that was just released. It's basically a modern system uh, with the Intellivision uh, name and hopefully some Intellivision ports. Home versions of Frogger had numerous sequels, including Frogger 2 3 Deep, uh, Frogger for PlayStation, Windows. Oh, I'm not going to go through all these. Let's just say it was a heck of a popular game. And anybody who was in the arcade in the 80s knows this game, knows it well, and loves the game. Just like I do. Not one of my favorite games to play. Um, I tended more towards Pac-Man and Space Invaders as my two favorites from the 80s. uh, Along with Spy Hunter, which we already talked about. But uh, Frogger is just one of those quintessential classic 80s arcade games. I love it, and I think you should too. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoy this show. Uh, please send um, any kind of suggestions to the show via the Facebook page, Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. Keep living in that shade and play some video games, guys. Have a good week and talk to you later.